Hello and welcome to the Thorax podcast. I'm Kate Dearmady, Thorax social media editor and podcast host. Today I'm talking to Paris Williams, PhD student at the National Heart and Lung Institute at Imperial College London, who has a background in exercise science and whose research interests focus on smoking cessation. Paris was the first author of a paper we have recently published showing that providing immediate smoking cessation support to people when they attend for lung cancer screening was associated with a substantially higher quit rate at 12 months, confirmed using exhaled carbon monoxide compared to usual care. The paper presents longer-term follow-up of participants in two trials, one of face-to-face and one of telephone-based counselling support, both of which had previously reported three-month data only. Hi Paris, thanks for coming to talk to us. Hi, thank you for inviting me. Uh, Can we just start by briefly talking about lung cancer screening in the UK? I think it's quite a new programme. Yeah, uh, the initial kind of rollout of it was the 2019 pilot. And that's off of the back of um, the big uh, lung cancer screening RCTs in in the USA and and in Europe. Uh, which obviously saw um, mortality reductions uh, with annual low-dose CT screening in um, eligible populations. So our, the, the UK targeted lung health check and what, uh, where we were based, which was the um, West London um, Healthy Lung Project. So they are invite uh, eligible populations. So that's people who are 55 to 74 years old um, with a recent, either a current, well, ever smoking history really, will be invited um, for a targeted lung health check. And it's, it's, it comprises of two parts. So that's an initial consultation with a respiratory nurse. Um, and then within that, um, they will talk about uh, basically risk, including in-depth discussions about smoking history, occupational history, um, any family cancer history and, and medical history themselves. And then if they meet the risk threshold criteria, then they'll be invited for a low-dose CT of their chest. Mm-hmm. So that's where, that's the kind of setting uh, to the trials we've done. Obviously, we are interested in the smokers who attend. So around 50% of people that attend, depending on area dependent, will be current smokers. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you'll find is is these smokers are average age of our cohort is around 62 um, and they have been smoking for a long time. Mm-hmm. Average age of starting is normally around 14. Okay. And, and what is the current approach to smoking cessation advice within the UK lung screening program? Yeah, well, um, it's it's basically, and this is kind of the reason why we why we did these trials is because it, it, in a lot of the guidance at the when it, when it first started was smoking cessation should be considered. And, and it's kind of like, oh, that just feels like it's very much tagged onto the end. And, and obviously we know that um, smoking cessation, especially at at-risk populations is probably one of the most effective and cost-effective things you can do to reduce your lung cancer and respiratory med- like respiratory disease risk. So it just it just felt a bit like of an afterthought, really. Um, so at standard care, usual care would be um, very brief advice to quit um, mm. and then signposting on to um, other services. Mm. And obviously we felt like that wasn't enough. So uh, that's why we ran the two uh, quit smoking lung health intervention trials, the two QLIT trials, to embed smoking cessation within the lung health check, really. Okay. I was wondering how you pronounce QLIT. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I first started, we were like, quilt? And it was like, no. 
So, um, so patients who met the criteria, age criteria, and were ever smokers would be invited to attend the Royal Brompton for um, a lung health check. And then what we did is um, those patients who were smokers would then, um, and we randomised by day of attendance. So if you were a smoker and you went for your lung health check after the initial consultation, you would be then signposted to see the smoking cessation nurse. And then um, if you were attended on a usual care day, then you would just get very brief advice to quit and signposting to local cessation services. So the nurse, the um, smoking cessation nurse, sat within the lung cancer screening clinic um, and then she would provide... um, get offer of six sessions of um, smoking cessation counselling support with immediate access to pharmacotherapy so she would obviously you discuss like a typical smoking cessation appointment on your first appointment you discuss pharmacotherapy options which were, would be nicotine replacement therapies or, or varenicline and then I think one of the reasons why the trials were quite successful is that we were able to provide that pharmacotherapy quickly um, without having to go to your local pharmacist so they could actually access it from the Royal Brompton Hospital, mm-hmm. um, our on-site pharmacy. So it was all quite immediate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the subsequent sessions would be over the phone. Q Lit 1, the first session was in clinic and then the other sessions would be over the phone. Okay, because I, I know that the for the second study, um, it was all on the phone. Is mm-hmm. that right? And I, yeah. was, um, I was thinking about the implications of of that yeah um assuming with my own bias that yeah. that it would be better to do it in person but yeah. then if the uh, if the initial study was mainly also yeah. remote yeah yeah it's kind of the same yeah it, it definitely is, is kind of the same i think i mean i'm my personal preference and i think we can talk about this maybe later i, I think it definitely having both is, is is key i think in this in this cohort but um the reason why we switched to uh, like qlit one was was successful and we did see um and they quit where in the intervention arm was like 29% versus the usual care arm, which is like around 11, I believe. So that was at three months, but then that had to stop. So we it ran from January to March, stopped because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So we were only able to randomise 115 participants, mm-hmm. whereas in the second trial, QLIT2, which like you said, was conducted completely remotely. And obviously the reasoning for that wasn't just because of COVID-19, but because the lung health check service then switched to a remote delivery itself. So the initial um, consultation with the respiratory nurse is done remotely now, and that is, is, is still the case. So then to align with the service, we then switched to a remote delivery with, with the smoking cessation. Mm-hmm. Um, we were still able to have immediate access to pharmacotherapy and that um, that was done with the nurses and then um, we were able to mail out the pharmacotherapy so the participants had their chosen pharmacotherapy within 48 hours of their next session so again uh, being able to have access to pharmacotherapy I think again was key in that cohort Um, and I think the initial initial trial you just looked at quit rates after three months Mm -hmm. and then this paper you revisited the same Mm -hmm. patients and traced them to 12 months is that usual to look at when you're looking at smoking cessation rates? Mm. Is twelve months the optimum timing? I know three months obviously seems quite short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that normal for these types of studies? Yeah, it, it is fairly typical for these for these types of studies. I think um, 
in a lot of the smoking cessation literature, you'll see either follow up at um, some people who do it like a month after, uh, but a three, a six or a 12 month follow up is quite typical. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's quite interesting to look at um, like the long term effects. And I think w- with an intervention such as this, because um, and, and we have worked with um, uh, Asthma and Lung UK and Ash and also s- some other uh the research team out of the YES trial in Yorkshire, so Professor Rachel Murray's um, group to try and lobby for smoking cessation to be integrated in the guidelines for lung cancer screening, the targeted lung health check service. And obviously within that, they need data for economic modelling and, and 12 months, they're gonna, they want to look at that as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, that's kind of part of the reason why we why we looked at 12 months. Yeah. And then I, I just wanted to clarify something else from the from the paper as well. Mm. So it talks about a seven day quit rate. Or seven, oh yeah. So is that in the seven days preceding the question? N- yeah. So you you it's um it's a common measure of abstinence. So it's seven day point prevalence. So have you yeah. So basically, have they been have they been smoke free uh, for the last seven days? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, they'll say yes or no. Yeah. It does. It's not seven days from when we last saw them, sort of thing. Yeah. 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 But but they could have been smoking up until seven days previously, and they would have be, they are counted as having given up smoking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I think we've sort of jumped around a bit, but if if we could go back and then sort of talk about what the results were mm-hmm. of the study. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. So um, what we did is we obviously combined the data from well, we looked at twelve month follow up data from both trials. Um, and that was significantly higher um, in the intervention arm. So uh, we saw a 20% quit rate in the in- uh, with people who were randomised to receive the intervention versus uh, 12, 12 in the um, in the usual care arm. And and a, a part of the reason why we run this trial, well, we collected 12-month data was because we were able to do CO verification. So within the, the two previous QLIT trials, um, the three-month, trials um we only had self-reported data which you know i mean was publishable and and we were able to to get that in but because of the covid19 pandemic we weren't able to perform ca verification um there was a question around whether or not it was a aerosol generating procedure Mm -hmm. i think so then we were able to to invite these participants back um for carbon exhale carbon monoxide verification that was also significantly higher in those who were randomized to receive the intervention so that was 12 versus four and again the difference in in the kind of people who said that they quit and then people who um, had objective verification is quite typical. And then we also looked at um, self-reported quit attempts. So these are just the number of um, if the person had had a quit attempt within the last period, so within the last 12 months, that lasted for more than 24 hours. Um, And again, that was significantly higher in those who were randomised to receive the intervention. So that was around 30% in the intervention arm. And you just record that if they said, yes, I have, I've had loads, you you would still just record that as one because they've, they've had a quit attempt. So you say like they've had like 10 or 20 quit attempts, but it's just quite an interesting metric to look at um, in terms of where they are in their behavior change um, for, for smoking cessation. And obviously um, they are, if they're thinking about quitting or even attempting to quit, then we would hope, you'd hope that they are more likely to then quit in, in the future. Yeah, and then uh, so that that data, so we combined the data from QLIT one and QLIT two. So that was four hundred and thirty participants, 
we um, we did like a logistic regression model and we used intention to treat principles. So we had about a 30% dropout or loss to follow up, sorry. So we counted those who we lost to follow up as still smokers. So then we wanted to also look at the 12 month data in the two trials separately. Um, so with Qlet 1 and, and with Qlet 2 and Again, they were numerically higher. So the quit attempts, sorry, were numerically higher in um, the intervention arm in both QLIT1 cohort and QLIT2 cohort. But we didn't see a statistical difference between um, any of the data in QLIT1. And that might be because um, it was quite a small sample size, around uh, 115. Whereas we saw in the 12-month data from the remote intervention, so QLIT2, uh, we didn't see the self-reported data was statistically um, significant, but actually uh, CO verified, objective mm-hmm. um, verified data was significantly higher in the intervention arm and also quit attempts were as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, although you, as you say, you didn't reach statistical significance, I think the results are, that, I mean, it's good. It's good that it shows, yeah. you, it shows you your intervention works, <laughs> yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Is there anything that was unexpected in the results? Um, for me, I think it was an... Um, this is seen actually across um, some of the other trials looking at embedding smoke cessation in, in lung cancer screening. It's actually, there's an uptake in smoking cessation, in quit rate, sorry, in the usual care arm between three and 12 months. So we are usual care arms in um, in the combined data, but also in the individual QLIT1 and QLIT2 in the usual care arms were it had increased not a huge amount but ever so slightly and and I think well one hypothesis for that is that in our case we at follow-up so at three month follow-up if someone is still smoking you do another round of very brief advice and signposting to local services so perhaps it it kind of signified it, it this this cohort do need quite a lot of um I don't know, nudge theory or, or it, you know, y- y- they need a bit more than just, uh, you know, off you go, whistle you in a year, like like seeing how they're going and actually continuing with VBA and signposting, even though it might not work for the first time around, it might work after the, I don't know, fifth or sixth time you do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's quite interesting. I think you mentioned this earlier, Paris, but um, is there a plan to implement your smoking cessation protocol into the UK targeted health check? Well, it, it is in our service. So in the Healthy Lung Project, it has been, um, we've actually been very lucky in within the Royal Brompton um, and Hereford Hospitals to have funding, a lot of funding for smoking cessation, which is both inpatient and outpatient. Uh, so that, that team has now kind of been integrated within the um, Healthy Lung Project within the the Targeted Lung Health Check uh, within um, our service. And I know that um, up in Yorkshire uh, with the YES trial and um, the the large summit study as well um, in in London, there is campaigning to get evidence-based comprehensive smoking cessation written into uh, the the guidelines uh, for lung cancer screening but at the moment I don't think it is what 
I think goes in our favour, if you will, is that um, because lung cancer screening is now recommended by the National Screening Committee and there is a plan to roll it out nationally by um, 2029. Um, and, and like I said, we've been part of the team to to try and um, campaign for, for evidence-based comprehensive smoking cessation to be embedded within it. And and it's not just an afterthought that these patients should just have very brief advice and, and signposting. It's actually, you know, within the within the targeted lung health check team, there is a smoking cessation advisor or, or two even who are within that team and are providing smoking cessation um, to that dedicated service. Yeah. So, um, so at the moment, this is not a national thing. It's no. it's done on like an like a area by area, mm. area basis. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, yeah. So there's still scope then to sort of embed it before it's rolled out naturally. Yeah, nationally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think we also talked about this earlier, but I was wondering if there is something you want to elaborate on mm-hmm. the online or remote mm-hmm. smoking cessation services mm-hmm. when compared to in person smoking mm-hmm. cessation. Yeah. I think um I think definitely within our our cohort we yeah I think the they were really receptive of of the um telephone based smoking cessation service we actually offered both online like uh Zoom but that that really wasn't uh, taken up in this cohort which you know it's a fairly old I mean that middle age like tw- um around 62 years old and um typically quite um a deprived cohort as well even though our, our numbers are, are fairly skewed towards the uh, low indices of deprivation like obviously but you know we know that like lung cancer and respiratory um chronic respiratory diseases itself are are fairly more common in those who are who are deprived so we didn't want to exclude anyone um like digitally exclude anyone mm-hmm. which is quite important um i think there's definitely something in that and like I, I said previously about patients in the usual care arm who increased um, had increased quit rates at 12 months because I think they had been repeatedly asked about their smoking I think that something within the nurses being embedded in in the um in the mobile scanning units um and I think a weakness within our study and and some of the previous studies maybe is looking at um patients who have been uh, coming for uh, CT nodule follow-ups and who are currently smoking that that was kind of a cohort that was just kind of almost for- forgotten about in a way um you know these patients m- might have like early stage cancers or they might have some other you know positive finding on their CT scan and they're still smoking and and like no one's really they they come in for like a, a follow up scan and, and no one's really asking if they're smoking or, or if they want support to help them quit smoking. Yeah, so it's like a missed opportunity. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned that because it is some, that's something else that I wanted to ask you within the supplementary tables of your mm. paper. Mm. Um, it, you break the data down into mm. to whether people the patients had their CT scan and, and then whether it was positive or negative. Mm. And actually, the patients with a positive CT scan were less likely to quit smoking. And I was wondering if you think that's a quirk of the data or if that's something that you see. I think that is a quirk of our data. Um, I think, and I've actually, um, we've done some qualitative work in people who have, um, didn't take up the offer of smoking cessation support. 
Um, and within that is, is some interesting data coming out of people who have had positive uh, nodules um, and their their experiences of that. You know, there's a question around, and, and I think people talk about the harms of screening, like the stress and anxiety of having a nodule that might even turn out to be benign, but then they're really stressed and anxious because of that and then they can't stop smoking and mm -hmm. and there's there's definitely something in that I think yeah I think it's definitely a quirk within our data but I, I think a strength of our study is that we included those who didn't meet the risk threshold criteria for CT scanning and and that's not seen within in any of the other smoking cessation um, lung cancer screening trials I think they're still, even though they may not be at the greatest risk of of um, lung cancer, they're still smokers, and they're still they still need support to quit, and mm -hmm. they're still presenting to a, a clinical service like a, a lung health check. So it's important to to try and and they within this within the um, within this field of of smoking cessation. Um, you, uh, there's a lot of talk about the lung health check itself being a teachable moment to embed smoking cessation or a teachable moment for healthcare and whether or not it is or not and and I think you know I, I definitely think it is and our data does show that um, so those people those patients sorry who don't meet, meet the risk threshold criteria but they're still having a teachable moment having a lung health check so it's important that we take advantage of that and, mm -hmm. and that's and that's why we included everyone, yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. It's a very good opportunity to capture these people who otherwise, presumably, they're well. Yeah. And they're not coming to see yeah. doctors. Or, yeah. 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 Is there anything else that you want to talk about? Anything we haven't mentioned? I, I think, I guess, the probably the take-home message from this is that is that this, and like you said, because it hasn't been, it's not a national service, the Lung Health Checks service. So um, I think, you know, we need to campaign if you will to have comprehensive smoke cessation support embedded and and um written into into the guidelines um when it's going to be rolled out nationally um there was some modeling done uh, by ucl and and it's about 1.1 million smokers in the uk current smokers in the uk will meet um the age eligibility criteria for lung cancer screening which I think is around 15% of the UK current smoking population. So there's a huge public health benefit to it. Uh, not only just a local benefit, for it, but a huge public health benefit to it. So if you're offering all these people smoking cessation support, it's, it could have um, like a huge effect. And it actually also does increase the um, data from the US as well um it increases the cost effectiveness of the intervention so um i think it's around 50 percent like cost per quality um yeah so it through through providing the smoking cessation advice yeah. as well makes yeah it, yeah it makes it more cost effective mm, yeah which makes sense because you're combining two services yeah. in one yeah. yeah yeah awesome great well it was really nice to speak to you yeah thank you for inviting me Thanks for listening to the Thorax podcast. We publish monthly podcasts about some of the best content of the journal. If you are interested in smoking cessation or lung cancer screening, we've had previous podcast episodes with Professor Sam Jaynes and Professor Nick Hopkinson on these topics. You can find those in our feed. We'd also like to hear from you, so please get in touch through our social media channels. Thank you and see you next month.